Hello Gen X, welcome back to the water cooler. It's good to have you after a holiday weekend. A lot of interesting things to uh, talk about today. Uh, I don't know if you've been following all of them, but a lot of things certainly caught my eye. But first and foremost, I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. I hope more than anything you got to do whatever the heck you wanted to do and enjoyed your time with your family and your friends and and, and being thankful for all the things that uh, you have. But it's interesting now coming after out of the Thanksgiving holiday, how we are now being warned of spikes in COVID rates in in two weeks, and and you know, interesting. We didn't seem to see those same types of dire warnings and predictions after riots and and Biden celebrities and and those types of things. But uh, heaven forbid you have a gathering with your family in your own home, then that seems to bring the panic out of the out of the woodworks, particularly by the blue politicians who probably not so coincidentally enough, seem to ignore the exact advice and admonitions that they they give the rest of us. You know, they they seem to in in one breath tell us to stay home and and not not do our normal uh, Thanksgiving routine and then they jump a jet to Florida to to be with their family, you know, whether it's the mayor of Denver or Governor Pritzker here in Illinois and uh, Gavin, Gavin Newsom in, in California and, and really in, in blue states and cities all over the country, they seem to do the same thing. They tell us one thing and then they do the exact opposite. And it, it's, you know, as a, as a member of Gen Xer who can spot BS from a mile away, that tends to be particularly galling. And so much so that uh, we're now seeing articles of impeachment, or at least talk of it, uh, being raised in, against Governor Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan, and possibly Mike DeWine in Ohio. You know, when when they uh, exceed their power and with with their their these lockdowns and and shutting down of businesses, uh, the, and now it's finally seeming to catch up with them. So fingers crossed. Uh, we'll see where that goes, um, but we've at least had some progress uh, in the, from the Supreme Court uh, this past week. They they uh, made a a decision uh, over uh, ruling uh, uh, Governor Cuomo in New York that he overreached his power, uh, you know, shutting down um, churches and synagogues and. And that he can't do that, which should be obvious to everyone. Anybody who's taken a civics class should should know well aware that 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 was an overreach, and that was good to see that overturned. And now it seemed to be biting the governors of Michigan, Ohio, in the butt too, which is glorious to see. Now, speaking of of Michigan, I, I found a very very fascinating headline from the Detroit Free Press. Um, talking about uh, about COVID, and their headline said, COVID has turned breathing into a deadly event and all of us into potential serial killers. And I, I had to read that about three different times because it, it really, in just one headline, encapsulated everything that just gets under my skin with all this COVID nonsense. Again, we're not talking about airborne Ebola. This is not the airborne bubonic plague that's just going to kill you within 10 minutes. It's 
it's another strain of the flu. It's a bad one. And you know, those who have comorbidities are, pretend, are particularly uh, vulnerable. Those who are elderly are particularly vulnerable. I get that. I don't think it's a hoax. I don't think it's made up. But the panic surrounding it is something that just bewilders me. And that headline from the Detroit Free Press seemed to capture everything. And that's wrong with our response to this virus. We're, we're tr- turning breathing into a deadly event. And we're seeing each other, or at least are being taught to see each other, as potential serial killers. Are you freaking kidding me? Potential serial killers by breathing, by existing. It, 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 I, I, I can't wrap my mind around this. I don't know how anyone sees this as rational, as normal, but we're, we're now being taught to look at everybody around us with suspicion, to be fearful of the existence of people around us. And it's bizarre. I mean, the, the drumbeat for masks seems to echo this, and, and it's something that I don't understand. Now, if, 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 if uh, wearing masks makes people feel safer, fine. If it's kind of a placebo effect, fine. But we're seeing that these spikes mirror these masks, um, mask declarations in, in in states, and it doesn't hasn't the data has not shown that it slows it whatsoever. But yet we're being told that if if you care about grandma, you wear a mask. Wear the wear the damn mask is what we're told over and over and over again. And I don't understand it. If it makes people feel better, fine. But if you have any any level of skepticism saying, eh, this probably might not, not have the effect that you say it is, you are just taken out at the knees. And I and again, it's something that, that I don't understand it. Um, you know, we, we continue to do this remote learning nonsense that is doing, I know my kids no favors, and I'm sure most other kids around the country is probably experiencing the same type of thing. Which is also doubly bizarre when you hear Fauci, Dr. Fauci, over the past week, who's held up on a pedestal around the country, if for no other reason as they see him as being in disagreement with President Trump over uh, many of these things. Um, he said, in his opinion, schools can open, that there's there's no evidence of of child-to-child transmission within schools, and that's not something to be afraid of, um, but that bars should close. Now, a couple of things of that, that which is just which is just bizarre. Again, if, if you seem to, to tr- cut against the grain of popular opinion with all things COVID, you're told you are denying science, that you hate grandma, and w- whatever else. Um, but here, Fauci is saying schools should open that they can open they should open um that's the science right he's the expert um he's been wrong on so many things so i get the skepticism but whenever he says something about wearing masks people just fawn over him and now he's saying school should be open there doesn't seem to be the drumbeat to say listen listen to dr fauci let's open the schools and and i just don't i just don't get it well i mean i do because the you know teachers unions are extremely against opening schools, which is another thing, again, I, I find bizarre. Um, but, uh, you, you know, all the, the data says, according to Dr. Fauci, that schools ought to ought to open. 
but that hasn't seemed to gain any traction, at least not uh, in blue states if you're as unfortunate to, as I am to, to live in one. And then you know, he also says that bars should remain closed, which again is something that I also find bizarre because uh, I have not seen any reports and data that have shown outbreaks being centered around bars and clubs and restaurants. I, I, I've not seen that. Uh, you, know, you, you get together at Thanksgiving, they'd more or less have a spike, but I, I, I don't seem to see that same uh, same pattern and same warnings coming from you know, bars and restaurants being open, but that happens to be the first thing that they go to as far as, as shutting down. Again, maybe it's the placebo effect. Maybe it makes people feel good. Maybe it makes you feel like you're doing something, but it doesn't seem to be doing anything. Um, and, and it seems to be causing a lot more harm than good. And again, now as we enter the winter months, it's even doubly bizarre because in the, in the summer, as they started phasing things into open, you know, they would limit indoor seating, or even if they disallowed indoor seating, you could sit outside, which felt weird, but at least it's in the summer or whatever, even though you were sitting in a parking lot or on a sidewalk or whatever, um, they were able to, to do that. And now you see these same restaurants and in, in their desperate attempt to save their businesses are now having tents outside of their establishments, which just gives me pause. And I just don't understand it because you can't eat inside, but you can eat outside and you can eat outside if the, you can eat inside if the inside is outside. So this enclosed tent and they have heaters going in, in this enclosed space outside, which seems to be a building. They seem to be putting up makeshift temporary buildings that you eat inside of so you can eat inside as long as that inside is outside i again if that makes sense to you you probably voted for joe biden but i doesn't make sense to me i don't understand it it's bizarre but that's where we are right now that's how we're that's how we're dealing with this folks and you wonder why this thing is going on as long as it is but it's just it's it's having just devastating effects in people's lives, real people's lives. And I saw a report that in New York, um, about a third, New York and New Jersey, a third of small businesses had, have closed in 2020. That is a tragedy. It's a shame. Thank you, leadership, for destroying business, destroying the economy, and destroying lives of people. In fact, in Japan, last month, there were more suicides last month alone than they have had in COVID deaths all year. They have had more suicides in one month than COVID deaths all year. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing to people. That's our response. That's the best we can do. I, I'm just, I've, I've had it. My patient's done with it. I'm tired of it. This just is unjustifiable. Now, luckily, there are vaccines coming out, and hopefully that will put people at ease. Again, it's exactly as the Trump administration has been saying all along, which is completely counter to what the Democrats have been saying. They said it's false hope. The press has been saying it's false hope. It's impossible that they won't take it as if it comes from the Trump administration, which is just bizarre. But maybe, again, that'll put people at ease. Uh, even if it it's not 
this panacea that they say it is, if it'll just make people think that, then I'm all for it. Um, again, I've never had a flu vaccine in my life, but if this means getting things back to some semblance of normality, then then ho- hopefully, hopefully it'll do the trick. But we'll see. Um, little as far as the recount hearings go, um, I thought those were pretty interesting this past week. You know, I've, I've ex- expressed a lot of skepticism whether or not they can prove that uh, fraud uh, took place and that, or that improper ballot, ballots were counted. Um, I'm certain it happened in many states, not just one area or one city, but I'm sure all those swing states has happened in droves all over the place, but whether or not they'd be able to find credible and concrete evidence, I was very skeptical. Um, but there have been some interesting developments in, in some of these states as far as these hearings have been going, particularly in Pennsylvania, Arizona, Nevada, um, even, even in in Wisconsin, um, you know, a lot more credible claims than I expected. And, you know, you, you have... Um, USPS drivers who are coming out and, and stating with the directions that they were given to dump ballots in the middle of the night. Um, you've had uh, technology experts and data experts um, analyze the the process of these voting machines and how they can be hacked and and the and how those votes came in and all the the data dumps in the middle of the night again it's very interesting it's a lot more credible evidence than i expected them to have whether or not it'll be enough to to change anything i again i i don't think so i would be shocked if it were um but it looks like we're we're gonna have a walking cadaver and vice president heels up in a in about a month or so um, unless it's headed to the Supreme Court, unless they step in, which again, you're just going to have, if, if somehow the results change, you're going to have one half of the country upset and the other half of the country happy. It's just going to be a different half than it is right now. Um, but, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm not, uh, not expecting anything to change, but it, it will be interesting to see if there's any, any ramifications and any changes in, in voting procedures. Something needs to be done. You know, we, we, we can't keep going down this route of, of lack of, um, any kind of, uh, signature verification and voter IDs and, and all this uh, mail-in ballots, which you know, by design, um, was done to to give them wiggle room to you know, to commit election fraud. Um, but hopefully, something will change because you know, having this little uh, faith in the electoral process is just not good. It's not constructive, and it'll lead nowhere positive going forward. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. The, but this weekend, I saw that you know Joe Biden has an ankle injury from chasing his dog, allegedly. Because um, when <laughs> when I saw that, my first thought was, "Yeah, sure, yeah, that was it." You know, I am certain that there's some other explanations. Probably something very innocuous, maybe stepping out of the shower, getting dressed, walking downstairs. Something happened that were the real story to get out it would be embarrassing it would make him look that much more feeble because that's been one of the 
huge criticisms all along. You know, you think back to when we were kids in the 80s and when you know, Ronald Reagan, you know, he left office at 77 and all throughout his presidency, he was criticized and mocked for being so old and it was too old to be to be president. And here we are, Biden will be entering his first term at 78 <laughs> and and the, the guy can't finish a complete sentence in a coherent thought uh, unless he's reading it and even then it's it's a crapshoot um and he he now he's turned his ankle probably doing something innocuous and here we are saying that it's uh, and he just turned it you know chasing his dog which is adorable but yeah sure and and yeah i did too yeah he did and i did that's that's the likelihood that that happened uh but we're you know brace for for his uh his his presidency, you know, a bunch of weird things have, have come out in, in the in the past couple of weeks, you know, not the least of which, which he's getting roasted for, was saying, you know, now is not the time for division. We need to come together, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the same person who, you know, called you know President Trump Nazi, a Nazi and and racist, and and called all all those who supported him, you know, bigots and racists and so on. But now, when when he's won an election, now is the call for unity. Right, which really seems a little more than just a call for us to just submit to him. Which I, for one, will not. You know, he can he can go pound sand, but I, I just I just brace myself. You see, the the people that he's surrounding himself, it is the who's who of career politicians. It's a who's who of the swamp. If if Trump went in into to Washington with the idea of draining the swamp, and you saw the backlash within the power. The powers that be that when when he took took office, Joe Biden is the polar opposite. He is a politician's politician, and he is surrounding himself with people that are just like he is. And 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 you see such ridiculous mental and verbal gymnastics that they they have to go through to even justify it. Where their Jen Psaki is Psaki or whoever she is that that, that nut roll from the hangover from the. Obama administration is going to be put on on his communications team, and there's that photo that that leaked out of her in this cute little pink Russian hat with the with the Russian ambassador, whomever that was, and the hat had a a Russian hammer and sickle on it, which is just awful optics for her you know, for obvious reasons. But you had the you know, the the media out there just doing mental gymnastics, saying, "Well, it needs context, and it, it it's not as the picture seems," and blah blah, blah and just go on to to justify it. Which you know, I I didn't seem to remember that same type of context being provided for the uh, those high school kids in in Washington, where that that drummer dude got up in his face um, wearing their MAGA hats. You know, they were white supremacists because they were wearing MAGA hats. There was no context given or really anybody wearing a MAGA hat. There's never any context given other than the fact that they're, we're told that they are racist, they're white supremacists, and and the list goes on and on and on. But Jen Psaki wears a, a hat with a hammer and sickle. We need to provide context. That's what we are going to have to deal with for at least the next four years. It's going to be vomit-inducing, but uh, hold on to your hats. Um, but the other interesting thing with with, with kind of the, the trail of Biden news, I, I saw that Andrew Mitchell, Andrew Mitchell um, was slightly critical of Biden, and boy, did she take a backlash. Uh, you cannot 
go against the powers that be. I don't care if you're Andrea Mitchell and you are his tried and true uh, drumbeat member of the press corps. You cannot criticize left-wing leadership. You just can't. Because if you do, they are going to take your legs out. And and that was a a small example of that. And and we'll, we'll see how that goes. But you know, keep a bucket by you because it's going to be be wretch inducing for the next few years. All right, shifting gears. Um, did you see that picture of this this monolith that showed up in the Utah desert? Um, I didn't really think too much of it, but the following of this story I thought was quite funny. Um, you know, people look at this as as they're as though it's serious. And I just can't wrap my mind around it. I don't know what what goes on with that. But apparently the story, as you said, there's a picture of this large, heavy aluminum monolith that showed up in this Utah desert and trying to figure out how to get there. What is it? And then a few days, it disappears. And then another one shows up in Romania. And people are trying to figure out what's going on. And I, I just... I, you see things like this, and I just find it so bizarre. You know, remember back again, back when we were kids, a similar type of thing was with the crop circles, right? And you know, it has to be aliens, right? Aliens must be landing in these farm, these these fields, and and making these crop circles. How else could it be done? Well, and then eventually it came out that you know there was a way to do it with with you know two by fours or whatever they did. And they would go in the middle of the night and, and you know, break these corn stalks down and, and create these crop circles. But people were convinced that it was aliens. They were convinced that it was. And same thing with this monolith. It has to be, is it, you know, otherworldly. And I just find it so weird that in our, our culture, people are so much more willing to believe in aliens and are more willing to believe in these just magical things showing up than they are and and all these weird conspiracies these government cover-ups of aliens and and whatnot they're so much more willing to believe that than they are in god christianity or religion in general it's weird they will have faith in environmentalism they will have faith in aliens but heaven forbid you have faith in religion then you are a nut you're foolish, you're dumb, whatever you know else they they want to say, but it's it's weird. I don't understand it, but I, I I saw that story this week and I it just that that's the first thing that came to my mind and it's bizarre, but here we are. Um I also saw that uh Ellen Page, the actress, you know from Juno and uh and Inception is now Elliot Page. Which again, I honestly, personally, I don't care. Um, if you're like me, you know these things are no longer shocking. They're no longer icky, and quite frankly, they're no longer interesting. But um, it's the, the fawning over it is something that I find curious and something that makes me skeptical when someone uh, of that status does this. Um, again, kind of ranges. Raising a bunch of questions. First things first, does she have to give, or he, he, they, does he, they have to give back the Best Actress Awards <laughs> that Elliot got when when he was Ellen? Um, do those need to go back? Do those need to, to go to whoever would have otherwise? I don't know. I don't know the etiquette. I don't know the protocols on these things. It's new, even this is not a new thing, but um, how, how does that work? I don't know. But uh, it just, it just, it, but it does make me wonder. Um, what is a woman? 
can, can you, do you know? Can you define that for me? What is a woman? What is a man? I mean, if if Ellen Page is Ellen one day and Elliot Page the other day, what is the difference? What's the change? What what's the definition on that? Because I I like to wrap my I like to understand it. I want to wrap my mind around it. Again, I don't care. You can do whatever you want. It doesn't bother me at all. But I it would it would be helpful for me to have that defined for me because you know, right now we're kind of we had this weird delineation you know several decades ago between sex and gender and i don't necessarily know which one's science which one's are they both science are they not i i'm i'm, I'm i had genetics classes you know we we covered these things in science you know there's xx chromosome xy chromosome but i does does any of that matter now is that is that not science? Is is now identity science? Again, I'm so confused. Someone can define it for me. It doesn't make sense. But whatever. I don't care much more than that. It's just it just conf- it can the rationale confuses me. Um, but whatever. Best luck to he they. He they can do whatever he they wants if it makes he they happy. Totally fine by me. But it it would help to have some of that have that have the science of it all explained to me. That would. Give a little, little more uh, context for me. Uh, now, last, last thing I want, want that I, I saw that was kind of interesting over the weekend, the Vanderbilt football team made headlines in in history to have the first female play in a Division One Power Five conference game, which was a big deal. Um, I don't understand why it was a big deal um, because I, I I think back to when Tyrone Winningham was became the first black head coach of Notre Dame. I remember thinking, are, are we scraping the bottom of the barrel of these firsts here? Does does it matter who or, or what his his uh, race is? I mean, shouldn't it matter that he's a competent football coach and a good football coach? Isn't that what matter? Are are we no longer living in a meritocracy? Where now these these lowest common denominators are more important than ability than accomplishment because it seems to be um, I, I again I don't understand I I grew up when you had to win trophies you know I remember um, being in in little league and I my first year I we my team won first place and I was on the all star team and I cherished those trophies and I between then and. In the rest of my little league, I think I, I won two. My teams won two third place trophies, and I got one more All Star Game trophy. And I I cherished those things. Those were huge accomplishments back in 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 my childhood. I thought it was just the greatest thing ever. I grew up thinking you earn rewards, you earn these accolades. But if you just get these accolades just for showing up, does it really mean anything? And and this. Yeah, the, the 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 sports media loved it. They fawned over it. They talked about how historic it was. But this this kicker, Sarah Fuller, who was a member of the soccer team, and in all full transparency, the girl can kick way the heck better than I can. Right? She's probably in better shape than I am. You know, she, she would do much better as a kicker than I would. Um, but you know, she she goes into the game. She appeared for one play. It was, I believe, it was the opening kickoff of the second half, and she proceeded to do a thirty-yard pooch kick. Um, I can't think of any other 
kicker coming up from high school playing football and wanting to be not, not even playing division one, not even playing the power five, but to play anywhere in any junior college whose ability maxes out at a 30 yard pooch kick. No kicker, no, no male kicker would be able to sniff any roster anywhere whose ability is to do a 30 yard pooch kick. And now if had she come in and she kicks the ball out of the end zone and she's lining up for 35, 40, 45 yard field goals and either hitting them or coming close, maybe hitting them and go wide, right, wide left. I, I would be impressed. I'd say, hey, wow, this girl can really kick. And sure, she she would deserve to, to be on that team and be a part of it. I'd be all for that. But we're heaping. Pre- and then she was named the SEC Special Teams Player of the Week. <laughs> For her 30-yard pooch kick. Imagine being a kicker on anywhere else in the SEC and, and you hit a, a 50-yard field goal and you had a couple extra points and, and you or you're a punter and you you pinned you pinned the the opponents inside the five-yard line three times in the game and that really swung swung it and helped your team win. And this kicker comes in, hits a one play for 30-yard pooch kick on a kickoff. And that is the person who gets SEC Special Teams Player of the Week. I would be furious. I'd be livid. But that's where we are. That's that's I I I, I don't understand. Um, there, we accomplishments no longer seem to be based on merit. It's just uh, in some identitarian political category that seems to be the most important thing in our culture right now. And I don't get it. You know, there's. I think over the weekend in the NFL, there's a headline of the first all-black referee crew in the NFL. Um, again, something I didn't think was too notable. In, in fact, if anything, I thought, wow, that's not very diverse. <laughs> you know, where where's the females? Where's the where's the Hispanic referees? I don't know, but we seem to think that that's diverse when it's just one of something but it's a preferred so i don't know it's just it's i i just found it strange i found it insulting to that crew um, particularly when so many other nfl crews are really bad <laughs> you know to don't care who they who or what they are there's so many bad ones that the fact that we're going to celebrate that i'm if they called a great game, hey, hats off to each one of them. That's great, and um, they should be given more game assignments. But just the the fact of some identitarian whatever, we're gonna give them credit for that. I that's not something that means anything to me, but it does to others. But again, if you're a member of Gen X like me, it doesn't, and and that's where we are. So well, we'll we'll see uh, how things progress this this week. I'm. And it would be nice if all this political stuff can just kind of subside a bit, but you know we're still knee deep in COVID nonsense. So I'm sure there's going to be some uh, something uh, you know, to to debrief uh, next week. But till then, have a great week, uh, and we will see you next time. Stay cool, Gen X.